2: When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420, The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, We're coming on the 4th of July, so let's talk about freedom. Freedom is nothing else but a chance for you to do better and to be better. I can't remember who said that. Only in America where we dream in red, white, and blue, only in America where we make the impossible come true. That's uh, Brooks and Dunn, by the way, one of my favorite country bands. Liberty means responsibility. That is what most men, that's why most men dread it. That's George Bernard Shaw. True patriotism hates injustice in, in its own land more than anywhere else. And we'll, we'll f- finish it up with one other quote uh, going forward. You know, uh, this is a live show, so if you want to call in, Lenny will pick you up. The number here is 216-901-0945. I'm gonna repeat that. 216-901-0945. Anyway, uh, so I had a bunch of people uh, email me this week and uh, they asked about Marshfield. Marshfield up their ante. Okay, no longer 100 grand to get in. You need a quarter of a million. Sounds like a lot, but uh, they, they do a great job uh, as of July 1st, though. So. so that's today. So if you weren't, you're not in, <laughs> you're uh, out of luck, or you have to come up with more money. That's all. Uh, highly recommend those guys. They're really good at what they do. Uh, really good at what they do. Um, you know, I, I, I mentioned our friends at Dunbar and Bender again. Uh, you know, if you have a business and you're trying to figure out how you could put hide more money from the government, they'll they can probably come up with a couple ideas for you. So if you have a 401k or a uh, you know a, a, a SEP IRA or just a, you know a plan for your employees. Uh, you might want to run it by them. Dane Topich has uh, been around the block a couple times and knows how to take care of you. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about companies is that a lot of companies are going to private equity. Private equity is trying to give you a cheap price for your, your company. What they're trying to do is buy it at a low cash flow multiple, build the cash flow multiple up and then sell it. OK, so they're taking advantage of it. Um, we have the ability to go, you know, talk talk to other people. All right. So we can help you there. Um, And if you'd like to have an appointment with me, set up a time to sit down and talk. Uh, I work out of three offices now, uh, but I have an office in Westlake that I can work out of. I work out of downtown and I also use yours truly pretty regularly. So Art and his brothers uh, are making a fortune off me. Um, Anyway, you know, I, I want to talk about one thing uh, very, very closely, and I think it's it's a theme. It's a. I have a couple themes in this show that you should be writing down. Okay, so get a pencil and a paper. Assuming you're not driving, and and get ready to write some stuff down. So sentiment uh, doesn't look too stretched yet. Okay, but remember when I was really bullish, sentiment was. I think the AAII hit fifteen percent net bulls. Um. And the indicators now hit 30, all right? So it's not up at 45 or 50, um, but it's only been – when the indicator hits 30, the S&P 500 has been higher only 12 months, only 45% of the time, okay? So that's the other thing. And the other thing that kind of bugs me a little bit is is Biden's polling numbers have stabilized. Uh, DeSantis has lost some momentum. And we're keeping a close eye on Biden's approval, disapproval numbers, uh, tracked by RealPolitics.com, by the way, as well as some expectations regarding the Republican presidential nomination. Um, So I I think that's going to be important going forward. Now, for the first time since September of last year, when we kind of called the bottom on the show, (laughs) of course, one week later, we had another bottom. uh, But we it was only one day. One day it was down, the rest of the time it's been above that low on that September Friday, okay? So, U.S. equity funds, the flow turned positive. That worries me a little bit. And then finally, I, I will suggest this. Uh, Goldman Sachs had a piece this week, and the oil reserves for the U.S. hit a 40-year low. Hmm. <laughs> We're in trouble if, if there's a war or something like that. I think we're in trouble. All right. So, um, that, so that's Goldman. And then finally, if you're not watching interest rates that are up this week, I mean, the, the 30 year was flirting with 4%. I think it was 397 and the 10 year was at 385. So that's, that's something to worry about. So we've got some things to worry about now because sentiment. You know, it's not terribly stretched, but it's at a point where, you know, we're at 30% and uh, that's usually, you know, usually you don't have too many, you know, big, I think you've averaged like a 1.2% gain in the next 12 months. Um, Politics comes into play, equity funds turning positive for the first time. Hmm. So now we do have some, you know, our commodity strategies team uh, said the weekend events in Russia last week. Uh, from a U.S. strategy perspective, a few things jumped out, and that is Holima uh, Cross, who's our. Uh, she's on TV quite a bit. She's former Navy SEAL. She's really good at what she does. The risk of further civil unrest in Russia now must be factored into our oil analysis for the back half of the year. I noticed the oil stocks firmed up, and remember, I said we were making a triangle pattern, and we and we did an undercut. Okay, it was only like for about three days. So it'll be interesting to see if that's just an undercut or it's a breakdown. Uh, So this triangle pattern, you know, normally when you break out of a triangle pattern one way or the other, it's a big move. Now, the problem with triangle patterns is you have undercuts just to make sure you're paying attention. (laughs) And uh, we go from there. But look, given the first half gains, you know, better than 10 percent, it suggests the second half of the gains. Uh, you know, will probably be muted. Okay. Now, you know, they have the, what, the Fantastic Seven or the Super Seven. Uh, And I I think, you know, what you're going to see is what I'm starting to see is the smaller cat names are starting to come into gear and they, they've been out to lunch for a pretty long time. So there could have uh, further moves up. Uh, Now, Lori Calvacina, our head strategist, thinks that's the case, okay? So, you know, I just think, look, I think there's four factors to, uh, well, I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to leave that for next week, so we'll just leave it uh, and go go further. So I just think, uh, look, uh, we've been bullish, and now we're saying, hey, you know, Don't get carried away, okay? And and I expect a pause. I don't expect a bear market again or anything like that. But, look, the May PCE deflator uh, came in, and it was fairly bullish. It was down. Not by much, but it was down. So on an economic basis, I think there's some good stuff going on there. Now, look, I was looking at the all-cap growth fund, and I was looking at the the large-cap quality portfolio. And boy, there's some good names on there and there's some interesting stuff going on. Now, let's go into some other stuff we were talking about last week. Data centers. Okay. AI is heating up. Literally. Okay? There are some you know companies out there that are gonna make money if we have this AI craze go crazy. All right, And, and the reason is is because their chips run extremely Hot So cooling companies are going to be the way. Now I've got a couple names that I don't think you, you're going to know uh, <laughs> that are in the cooling business, but uh, I think the the HVAC companies are a good start. However, uh, you know you've got to remember that that's going to be expensive. Cool air will be expensive. Liquid cooling will be cheaper. Okay, and there's some really good names in that area, really good names. Uh, also, the people that control the temperatures, you know, make the co- temperature controllers are going to be uh, pretty important, too, I think, going forward. Uh, I have a report on that, although I'm not sending it out for a while. <laughs> if you're a client, you're going to hear about it. You If you haven't heard about it, you're going to hear about it in the next four or five days. So, um, you know, Docs brushed off some sharply higher treasury yields this week and with financials and small caps leading the way while well, tech lagged and I, and I as another round of data showing the U.S. economy just doesn't have a, any quit in it okay uh, you know both cooled. you know I, there, I don't think there's going to be a recession I said that there's too much government spending okay You know, I think Biden spent six trillion dollars in his first two years and it all starts to be spent now, a year before the election. What a surprise. (laughs) What a surprise. Anyway, uh, and, and, you know, Powell was pretty they had an interview with him this week and a a bunch of the other leaders uh, in the financial area. And they were basically saying, hey, we've got a couple more rate increases coming. So. Um, it, it's going to be difficult. And I, I think, you know, you got to remember that. So UK and European equities have started to cool down a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens going, going forward. Now, I've been talking about mission critical, you know, securing supplies of critical metal, metals or minerals. I'm sorry. Why am I talking about that? This is one of the themes. The data, coo- data centers cooling is one theme. This is the second theme. De-globalization. If you haven't started to think about it, you're better. All right? So you go out and buy emerging markets, I think you got to watch very closely before you get crazy. There's a lot of money flow that this year has flown into emerging markets. And I don't see technically that great reason to be in there. Okay? So... The point is, is that deglobalization. Look, the Saudi influence—they're throwing money everywhere. The Chinese influence—they're throw, throw, throwing money everywhere, and, and nobody knows where it comes from <laughs> in their case. Uh, but they want influence. Okay, so no people aren't coming to the U.S. anymore. Right away, you know Russia. You know they, Russia met with India too. Okay, you know we the India came to the White House and they had a nice dinner for him. The next week, Putin's saying basically, India's prime minister is his best friend. So, deglobalization is the next factor. I think you have to be paying attention to. So, uh, and then we talked about artificial intelligence, and I think that's uh, I think we're in the first or second inning on artificial intelligence. So there'll be plenty more uh, going on there. But look, I, I think. Um, People are constantly telling me that, you know, hey, I don't know if I want to own these. And, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people a couple of years ago that didn't own Apple in their portfolio, their newer accounts, and they didn't buy it. And it, you know, it's up. It was 1, $109 then. It's one one ninety now. So, the innovative genius of what I, I, I think uh, Tom Lee said it best. The Magnificent Seven. Tom's from uh, Funstrat, by the way. He's a great great strategist, uh, it, it's got to be, you got to have those names in your portfolio. Okay. And, and since, you know, uh, 2019, the list has outperformed the benchmark by a wide margin. All right. So you got to pay attention to these names. And and so, uh, you know, I've, I've been buying some of these names that are down still, and I think it's a really good idea, extremely good idea. Um, and, and I can go through some of those names, but you know, one was the best conference call I ever heard. And folks, in my time, I've probably listened to a thousand, two thousand conference calls. It was the best I ever heard. <laughs> right? Uh, one of them, a visionary CEO, enormous AI capabilities. You know, so. Uh it, it's, it's amazing what some of these companies have been doing. And I think it's important that you have to take a look at them and pay very close attention. So everybody talked about this year being the year of the bond. It hasn't been much of a year at all, as a matter of fact. It, it's been an underwhelming year for bonds. Uh, and, and what was supposed to have been a great bond rally of 2023 has been a lukewarm performance. Uh so what they're expecting was the Fed to lower rates and it hasn't happened. Uh so last year you got killed in bonds and and if you had a leveraged portfolio and that's why people just remember money markets are not guaranteed anymore folks. <laughs> the Federal Reserve has told you that after 2007 and 2008. Money markets are not guaranteed. You got to pay attention. All right? Uh so if if you have a bond fund that uses leverage They got really whacked last year, probably. Okay, now they may have done some fancy footwork to cut it down. So instead of down 18 percent, it was down seven or eight. But you got kind of whacked. That's your safe money. right. That's the bottom part of your pyramid. So look, globally, inflation remains elevated. And, you know, we have some data in hand that suggests that the tide Has indeed turned lower, which is good. So central banks will stay on high alert, I think, but a more cautious policy approach should limit economic risk to inflation. You remember, as a retiree, inflation is your biggest problem. Okay? It's your biggest problem, no doubt. And bonds are a deflationary asset. Stocks and commodities and real estate are inflationary. Now, real estate, you know, on the stock market right now is kind of tough simply because of nobody's going back to the office. Right. So we have to ha- have that happen. So, you know, the yields fall in the back half of the year. I don't know. It, you know, maybe. Okay. But, pe- you know, public enemy number one has to be inflation and we have to arrest it. And uh, so much as you hate what the, the fed's doing, you know, it's a, it was a one, two punch. The fed kept rates down lower than they should have. And then, you know, The fiscal policy has been ridiculous the last, and it's been two presidents. But let's take a break. Um, This is Smart Investor Show. If you have a question, remember, the number here is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. We'll be right back.
0: For a guy.
1: We call it the Fairy Godmother moment. That moment when we've fixed your problem, cleaned up to Apple Pie order, and are heading out the door. Why? Because we're not the hero of this story, you are. We're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us, walla cadoodle your problem away, and leave you to attend the ball. That's the fairy godmother moment. Except, we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye. Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once over, ensuring your emergency water shutoffs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So, when you're feeling the glow of why it works, fairy godmother moment, and our straight talk and do it right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character. And we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible.
0: Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says we are under attack. Does that America still exist today? I believe it does. I believe outside of the metropolis, outside of the bi elite, it does exist. But it is endangered. It is threatened primarily by the internal threat is... Perhaps the preeminent one today. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Jay Seculo at 6, on AM 1420. The Answer
3: and Odyssey.
4: At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. We all as fellow Americans need to take time each day and remember all of our troops and families. Let's all support them in any and every way possible. Every day think of them. Think of what they are doing for us. Okay, we're back.
3: Uh, I heard the commercial in the background and didn't didn't understand what was going on there for a second. Hey, um, look, uh, I was listening to Rob Schreimer this week, and if you don't know Rob, Rob was with RBC. Uh, he was their institutional technician. Then he went to Funstrat and he came back to RBC, uh, which was... He was well-received here, believe me. Uh, we got to listen to him when he was at Funstrat, too, which was good, but uh, his weekly call this week was was very informative, and uh, he's kind of looking for uh, a pause, okay? And um, and look, I, I kind of suggested that in the first part of the show. You, everybody's bullish now. Remember, everybody's been bearish for about a year, and when everybody's bearish, you know, that's when Tim gets bullish. And when everybody's bullish, that's when Tim's, hold on here. We have interest rates up. We have positive money flow into equity funds for the first time in almost a year. Okay. And we have interest you know, interest rates are pressing four percent. So I think I think you can count on a little bit of a mushy market for a while. Now Max called me this week and he said, I can't believe you talk about biotechs all the time. Why do you do that? Well, look, a portion of your money is Vegas money. Okay, if you're in the stock market, and just so you know, Moon Lake closed at ten, and it's showing. It was showing up on my machine, and we didn't follow it, so I didn't didn't pay attention. It it was up twenty eight dollars the other day, and then Sigalon, which was, I think it was less than, uh, it was four dollars. Closed at twenty two fifty one on Thursday. Okay, that's why Max. By the way, Imogen, which uh, I owned, was five bucks, and they it close. I think it's fifteen now. So uh, in, in a day. So that that's what. Seattle Genetics, which we recommended at three dollars on this show, is now one hundred ninety-two, uh, and it's down. It's it's been to two twenty-nine when Merck put a bid on them, and uh, there's a big gap between them uh, and what you know uh, Pfizer's time to buy them. I don't think it's going to happen if that's big a gap. The arbitragers aren't believing it. All right, so. That's why we do it. But so I I think we could have, look, we've had a big move in the first half of the year. Uh, We could have like kind of a wishy-washy market. What may happen uh, is that we'll have the secondary stocks, which haven't participated, start to participate. So you won't see any evidence of the indexes doing better. Okay. That means like our short-term playbook, uh, I mean, our small cap playbook would pretty Will be interesting i think uh you know dividend stocks have not performed dividend growth stocks have not performed in a big way that could get real interesting going forward okay so uh, but we're at that place where we have some resistance so we're getting into it and uh you know like i said i think 2024 is the time frame that you know and i, and I said you look we never know if it's going to be exactly 2024 so We've, we've got some people bullish now. We'll, get, we'll you know slap them in the face a couple times. Uh, you know that's how it works in the stock market. So I, I just think we'll just slow down a little bit and, and look, I said last week that I thought semiconductors, you know over the next two weeks would be a good place to take a look. all right. So they've been beat up a little bit in near term. They led us out in April. And we talked about that. Now, the Dow transportation and the Dow industrial averages do look like there's a possibility for a bit of a breakout. Now, it's, it's been this S&P 500 and the NASDAQ composite that have led us, or the QQQs that have led us. So we'll see what happens. Uh, they they do look interesting on the chart. Remember, the DAG, Dow's been lagging terribly. It's only up like 2% for the year. So, uh, you know, we're we're not seeing, you know, great stuff. The transportation index is kind of the same way, so uh, keep that in mind. The industrial sector mm, looks great. It also looks great relative to the S&P 500, and we've been talking about that. Of course, we talked about it in January. It got beat up a little bit during the banking crisis, or the, you know, we won't call it a crisis yet. But uh, anyway, the other thing that I noticed is the oil sector pulled right back to the uptrend line. I'm sorry, oil service sector, not the oil sector, the oil service sector. Remember what I said? I thought that the oil service sector would do better than the oil sector. And I said that back in March this year. Uh, you got to dig. All right. Simple as that. Especially when Goldman says our oil reserves are 40 year low. I just think that's terrible. The government is playing patty cake. They're, they're playing election stuff, I mean, It's it makes me crazy, but I, I won't go there. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I just, I'll mention this, you know, I, I looked at the quadrant balance momentum oscillator that uh, our friend Robert uh, Schleimer does use, and it's, it's overbought, okay? So you got to step back a little bit, especially if you're buying the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, I think what you want to do is look for smaller names uh, or names that haven't participated, names that are like in the dividend area, uh, you know, prime income list, the dividend growth list, the small cap list. Those things are kind of interesting. Now, the NASDAQ is stalling right at a 62 percent retracement of the 2022 bear market. So it's it's got to hold here is what I'm saying. And, you know, that's where I think, you know, look, it, it looks good relative to the S&P 500 spending on upswing, but you've, you've got to think like uh, a trader or you got to think like what the, uh, the guys that are sitting in, in Fidelity's boardroom are doing or whatever. Um And they're not always right either, by the way, <laughs> Fidelity, a lot of Fidelity funds are down 13, 14% last year, but the Russell is, is, is interesting because it's the only weekly momentum that I've seen that's starting to turn up, uh, so we'll see if, if the small caps uh, uh, will do better. Now the daily is a little bit overbought, but that tends to go back and forth pretty quick. So you just, you know, if, if you got a stock you like, wait on it. Okay. The other area I think is important is the S and P 500 equal weight uh, because that's another one that uh, has lagged a little bit but it's broken this downtrend line. So that you, this is all stuff you got to pay close attention to, I think. And remember, the, the bulls, the uh, number of bulls in the American Association of Individual Investors has got to a point where I think we have to, whoa, you know, I like it when they're at 15. You know, that's, that's where they were last September. Last December, they were la- like that. And it was almost, they were in a depression uh, a month ago. And uh, in a month, they've gone from 18 to 42. So be careful. The number of bearish sentiment has declined notably. It's below 27 now. So think about that for a second or two. Uh, you know, and and what was interesting is that the 10-year yield broke its uptrend line, and, but the momentum numbers are oversold. So now I'm talking about the yield on the bond, not the bond. So the yield could pick up here for a while and we'll see what happens. If it broke four, well, I think 4.1 uh, on the 10 year. You know, I think you have to pay close attention to that because that I think 3.9, which was very close to breaking on Friday uh, is, would be the downtrend line. Uh, so on a short term move, I think 410 and then 440 would be the two numbers you have to worry about. Um, now, the dollar uh, had a little bit of a double bottom, I said. It bounced, broke its downtrend line, and now is consolidating. So uh, the, the daily momentum is, is fairly oversold. So we'll see what happens there. Same with oil. And i am say this again. Oil reserves, by Goldman Sachs' estimate, are at a 40-year low just terrible. You know, we're asking for it is what we are. So uh, that, that's why I think we've been holding this, you know, this 64, 65 level uh, pretty regularly. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Now, copper, um, I looked at the weekly momentum there, and that's not really oversold, but fairly oversold. So we'll see if copper turns up. You know, Dr. Copper is usually a, a test of, uh, how the economy's doing. doing uh, now on a daily basis. It, it ran pretty hard, you know. It was it was at three fifty four and ran to three ninety two ninety three, so somewhere around there. So we'll see what happens uh, going forward. Okay, um, and well, I, I'll just uh, we we go back and we look at the long view and just remember, you know, these are generational cycles, and I think the cycle started in two thousand sixteen. Um, right at the end of it as Mr. Trump was becoming president and and it lasts 16 to 18 years now you do have bear markets remember 1987 was in a, a structural bull market okay hey let's take a break the number here is 216-901-0945 that's 216-901-0945 stay tuned
1: we call it the fairy godmother moment that moment when we've fixed your problem cleaned up to apple pie order and are heading out the door why because we're not the hero of this story you are we're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us while kadoodle your problem away and leave you to attend the ball that's the fairy godmother moment except we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once over, ensuring your emergency water shutoffs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So, when you're feeling the glow of why it works, fairy godmother moment, and our straight talk and do it right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character. And we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible.
4: Consider
0: it done at WyattWorks.com. Okay, a little uh, patriotic music. God bless
3: America. Anyway, uh, since March, there's been a significant divergence between value and growth. Uh, Most notable has been the performance differences, but there's also been a massive drop in correlation. Okay, and if I look at the Vanguard growth ETF versus the Vanguard value ETF, as proxies, the 90-day correlation between the two funds has dropped below 0.6. This is rare, uh, as the two funds typically have a correlation of around 0.8. Uh, but most exclusions below 0.6 have been short-lived. But uh, two that stick out are 2000 and 2021, which are highlighted by a very strong growth market, by the way. Uh, the periods following 20 and 21 were relatively strong for value. So we'll see what happens going forward. but. It's just something you've got to pay attention to, okay? Uh, somebody asked me about crypto, and all I can tell you is that Bitcoin broke, the uh, Bitcoin ETF broke its downtrend line. And I'm not telling you which one. You got to do your own homework. Uh, I don't really follow, the, you know, it's go crazy on that stuff. But so we always talk about the bullish percent, and it tends to keep us out of trouble. Uh, you know, somebody uh, back in March of, I think it was the first week of April of 2020, when we were in the middle of the pandemic, the bullish percent was at five, and I'm saying buy, and people thought I was nuts. That was the low, folks. Okay, so this is uh, professionals look at this all the time. This information goes to almost every trading desk there is. Just so you know, okay. So the bullish percent was designed back in the 20s, and what it, what the people that designed it wanted to be was bullish at the bottom and bearish at the top. know when the market's going up, and then if the market starts to pull back, not selling any stock they owned, just being at a heightened sense of awareness that, hey, we're in a column of O's, okay? So a column of X's means we're, we've got the, uh, the, the football, okay? The offense is on the field. Column of O's means we've got the defense on. If we're above 70, when the market's very hot, okay, that's when you should be careful, when you're below 30, that's when the market is cold. <laughs> People aren't open their 401k statements. That's when you should be greedy, all right? So right now, we're at 49, a good place to buy. We're a column of X's, all right? And the over-the-counter index is at a column of X's at 36. That's a really good place to buy. So the small caps, probably less risk in the small caps than there are in the big caps. And the world index is at 42, all right? But these are all three good buying positions. But as I said, I think what you want to do is you want to wait for them, okay? So we did notice the transportation index and and the Dow, uh, the monthly momentum, you know, has not been as great as the NASDAQ. So maybe they catch up. But if we look at sectors, technology is still the number one sector. Industrials have taken over. For basic materials at number two, there's a lot of good-looking charts in the industrial sector, especially in the cooling area. (laughs) And the cyclical and non, I mean, consumer non cyclical staples are still holding up. Basic materials have moved back to four, but I noticed some interesting charts there, too. And then consumer cyclical, or i.e. retail, has picked up. Healthcare is in fifth place, but not favored yet. Uh, I am starting to see some rocket ships go off, though in the biotech and the small medical tech area. Real estate's still dead last. Remember we talked about healthcare being dead last, and those stocks are up ten twenty percent since then, and then energy was dead last, so was some basic materials and they did a round trip. E- energy is actually second to last now. so energy was dead last, went all the way to first, stayed there for a while, and came back. So we'll be watching that very carefully because. We made quite a bit of money back. You know, we were on this show in 2021 when everybody else was buying Bitcoin and everything. We said to buy the oil stocks. Even some of my clients didn't. You know, some of my newer clients said, You're out of your mind. Uh, they were the best performing asset class for a year and a half. You know, ExxonMobil, which was the stock I was buying, was $48 with an 8.5% dividend. It's now 105. Matador was 12 bucks. It went to seventy. Okay, so there we go. So I, I would start to overweight industrials. What it comes down to, if you're not overweight tech, uh, you should be. Um, international equities. Uh, one thing I noticed was uh, in the emerging markets area, if I looked at the uh, EEM, uh, and I I put that. It, it slightly outpaced the EAFA, which is the Morty Stanley Corporate Index, the larger names out there. Um and I did notice that India, small cap indexes on India, I looked at four different ETFs and three of them broke the downtrend line. Um and that, that's very, very positive, okay? So we'll just, you know, keep that in the back of your head for those people who like to trade. I Indian small cap is kinda you know, that's a tough thing, but with Russia and the United States vying for a place to buy, you know, or a place to manufacture that could get real interesting fairly quickly. Uh, also, Latin America. Uh, I noticed Latin America, you know, broke broke basically out uh, of a four year consolidation and is now pulled back. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking at like the ILF and, and there's two or three other ETFs out there. Uh, so there's some interesting stuff going on out there internationally you got to be careful, though. I don't think you want to go broad-based international ETFs. I think you want to be more, hey, I'm going to buy Latin America. Or I'm going to buy India. You know what I mean? Uh, so we'll leave it at that. So people keep asking me about bonds. You know, floating rate, I said, have been good place. And then I talked about mortgage bonds last week. Mortgage bonds, you know, don't understand them. Don't mess with them. But those are the areas uh, I, I think are the two highest rated. Emerging market income is too, but boy, those, those things bounce around a lot. All right. And then I think bonds, but I think you want to be in single state. And if you're in Ohio, you know, you get double exemption. So I would stay with Ohio bonds. Uh, that would be Tim Hayes' personal opinion. Uh, you know, one of the other things that I, I thought was interesting was uh, commodities as a group uh, were at the lowest level since July of 2020. That's that's kind of interesting because commodities, uh, you know, if, if if we're at our oil reserves are at a 40-year low, you got to keep that in the back of your mind. I have known some of the agricultural commodities have done better. All right, so uh, precious metals are teetering. So those of you gold bugs out there, uh, you know, I've been very neutral on them. We made a call back in 20. Actually, Bob Dickey. Uh, uh, who's out there retired now, probably fishing, um, he made a call, and it was a good call, and and uh, it was back in 2017, and uh, it was a great call, and it worked out very, very well for us. Uh, but right now, I think you want to be a little bit more cautious on the, the overall uh, situation with those. So let's go back and take a look at the long view, and I think it's important to understand that when we have these big bear markets, these structural bear markets, from the bottom of those bear markets to the top of the next bull market, which usually lasts about 17 years. Uh, now, the only time it didn't happen was in the in the 20s. It took 34 years to get up, but we usually move 2,300%. So normally it's a 17-year cycle that takes get uh, from the bottom to the top. So if we just go up to 2,000, uh, you know, sometime in 2034, we – we should be at fourteen thousand on the S and P five hundred. Just you know, we're about 400, four hundred, forty-four hundred right now. We got a long way to go, folks. That's a that's a triple from here. All right, so don't get too bearish. And uh, I'll go back to the four-year cycle. All right, it's end. The, the cycle's ending or beginning in twenty twenty-four. So maybe we're flat for the second half of the year. Maybe the small caps start to do better, but. I think you got to understand that four year cycle during secular bull markets, the cycle regularly bottoms at the four year intervals, usually with the 200 day moving average, which we're right very close to at this point. Okay. I'm sorry, the 200 week moving average, uh, with the average rally of 111%, average decline of about 23%. So that's what we had. So, you know, keep that in mind. Remember, you know, the, the S&P 500 momentum index, and what I'm talking about is the four-month moving average over the 13-month moving average. It was the highest I've seen it in 28 years, 29 years, and then it got, went to the lowest it's ever been. It just turned green again, folks. So it may bounce around here a little bit, but it's positive, okay? So the four-month has now crossed over the 13-month. Which is usually meaning we're in a bit of a bull move, so keep that in mind. Uh, also, the relative performance of the S and P five hundred versus bonds has broken out, so remember that. And we're still, you know, the technicals are improving. We held the uptrend line dating back to two thousand nine, and so the technicals are improving. And remember, in this last earnings thing, all right, period, fifty-seven percent of the S P five hundred. Is better than the analysts thought they would in both earnings and revenue. Now, what probably will happen is numbers will go up in the second half of the year. I, I think the analysts are a little gun shy right at the moment <laughs> for some odd reason. I don't know. But the area where the biggest surprise were value stocks. Hmm. So, uh, but anyway, I just, you know, look, i make mention. Let's go back to the beginning, okay? Uh, We have some things that we have to start to pay attention to. Sentiment, a little bit more bullish than it was a year ago or even two months ago, okay? It's climbed very quickly. Biden's polls, poll numbers have stabilized. He's not, I mean, I think he was like at 29% approval. I believe his vice president is now like 14% approval. So you got to keep a close eye on that, all right? Uh, that could change people's thinking going into next year. All right, remember that equity for funds turned positive for the first time this year. So here we've had a uh, you know a heck of a bull move, and people are just last week just put money into the market, you know, and and then finally, interest rates are starting to move up a little bit. You know, interest rates going up, stocks usually have a hard time get going further. Uh, we'll see what happens. And remember, Rob Schleimer's quantum balance oscillator is fairly overbought. So I think we're going to, you know, we'll have some periods of time here where we go sideways. Okay, so just keep that in the back of your head. And uh, I think it's important that, uh, you know, you you look, it's a chess match, and you want to be a couple steps ahead, okay? In the meantime, let's take a break. And uh, if you have a question, 216-901-0945. This is the Smart Investor Show. And I'm proud to be
0: an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. Bless the USA. Listen to this radio station for truth at a time when truth is an endangered species. Now, we want to invite you to listen to our sister TV network, Salem News Channel. You'll find us in the App Store or online at salemnewschannel.com or on Roku or similar devices. You'll see Hugh Hewitt in the morning, followed by Mike Gallagher. You'll see Dennis Prager, followed by Sebastian Gorka. And at 5 Eastern Time, our newest star, Andrew Wilkow, with Dinesh D'Souza at 7 Eastern. Salem News Channel, the antidote to the mainstream media. Brandon Tatum tells California it's time for a breakup. It's almost like the voters of Gavin Newsom and many of these Democrats have Stockholm Syndrome. It's like the abuser is abusing you and you begin to turn in his favor. Listen, California, you're getting abused. The taxes are out of control. Gas prices are out of control. And they're trying to take away all your rights. Why are you still with that man? The Officer Tatum Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM
4: 1420,
3: The Answer. Or on iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
4: Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want. And create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC.
3: Okay, we're back, folks. Now we're going to talk about insiders, because insiders know their companies better than we do. So this is... I, I I hope you're understanding that each week I don't change things around. It's a systematic approach. We talk about it, and uh, people ask me about fixed income. You know, we do a lot of fixed income. I think right now the best place is short-term treasuries until the Fed's done raising rates, and they're talking about a couple more rate hikes. Then you want to look at the long-term bonds, okay? But until then, um, I think you want to stay with the short-term treasuries, and I'll. Um, uh, I noticed that a lot of the banks are putting out paper, but you got to know what the, you know, look, the CD is insured, so you don't have to worry about it. But it does take money, time to get the money out of the bank if something goes wrong. So treasury is still your best bet. And by the way, there's, you know, taxation situation. You don't pay federal tax. So it's a little bit higher yield than you think. So, uh, anyway, insiders are normally early and They uh, I'm just looking for large buys and I'm looking for really large buys. Okay, so the public investment fund, uh, which is pretty smart money, bought uh, of Lucid, which is, you know, an electric car manufacturer. They bought two hundred and sixty five million shares, which is a one point eight billion dollar insider buy. They now own one point three six six million, a billion shares. I'm sorry, billion shares. So hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, and then we had uh, Media, Media Alpha, which is a little $10 stock and White Mountain Insurance Group, which is pretty smart money too, uh, bought $59 million worth. They also bought $59 million of their own company. All right. So that's really kind of interesting. And then Madison Square Garden Entertainment Group, Dolan. Um, we know him. <laughs> He's manager of the of the 13D group. By the way, uh, bought nine point nine 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 million dollars worth. Uh, the group now owns three hundred sixty nine million. Remember, they bought a couple weeks ago. And then uh, Axon Enterprises, which is an aerospace and defense. Uh, uh, Heidi Payton, which is uh, she's the director. Uh, bought twenty-five thousand shares, which is about four point seven million dollars worth. She now owns four hundred and thirteen thousand shares. That's a lot of money. Uh, and then, uh, Royalty Pharma, which uh, you know got kind of crushed here. Uh, and by the way, these guys bought a couple weeks ago too, so uh, it's, it's not the same person though. Uh, he's the CEO, chairman. He he bought uh, about one hundred thirty. Thousand shares, and so he, uh, I think it's almost four million dollars. He now owns eight hundred thousand, so fairly positive. It. And here's an interesting one where well, we had several people uh, well, two people buy uh, um, a setup bio, which is uh, got killed. You know, it was a uh, seven dollar stock, it's now 240. But or- Orbomed uh, Advisors, which is pretty smart money, bought a bunch of it uh, to the to $1.8 They now own almost six hundred shares. And then Carl Gordon, who's a director, uh, he bought about the same amount and owns about the same amount. So I don't know if he's part of the Orbivet gr- group or not. And then our our friend Dustin Muskowitz, uh, you know, who was a founder of Facebook, uh, continues to buy Asana. He bought twice last week. Remember, he, he bought 160,000 last week. He bought uh, uh, 160 the week before. And several months ago, but $22 million or 22 million shares. So uh, he's serious here. He bought another 80,000 shares on the 29th and the 28th. So that's kind of interesting. And then we had uh, Oak, uh which is an oil and gas company. We had Pierce Norton, who's the president and CEO. He bought $1.5 million worth, too. And Pershing Square bought some more Howard Hughes. So he bought another $1.2 million worth. So uh some interesting stuff going on in the insider buy area and then uh well uh, there was a couple other insider buys but they're small so we're not going to talk about those we we don't talk about small ones here we just talk about big ones uh anyway so semiconductors i think are still preferred in the technology group right the moment anyway uh, you know because they have kind of backed off a little bit so maybe a good time to buy them you know uh and uh, I'm, I'm still bullish uh but i like i said there's several things developed that you have to be uh you know aware of okay so solar energy's recent underperformance uh versus energy i think i had a lot of questions about solar energy last week from callers at my office uh i think that warrants patience mike <laughs> uh, I, I I do think that the fact that uh, Goldman says oil reserves at a forty-year low it's going to put some pressure on the White House. Uh, so it's oil service that I think is important. Okay. So I, I I look. I don't. I'm not bearish. Okay. I just think that if you look at the S&P 500, it's a little bit above its uptrend line. It's going to probably go sideways to pull back a little bit uh, just to make sure you know that. Uh, Everybody's paying attention. And technology, I think semis and AI are going to lead the way. AI is a little bit ahead of itself, so I think you have to be uh, careful. And if you look at the the mark indicators, uh, you probably have to have about three weeks worth of strength in the uh, semiconductor area before you you get uh, overbought. Okay. Uh, So you know i think you want to just wait for them to come back to you is what it comes down to and then uh i i think also uh the the, the russell 2000 may outperform the qqqs and s&p 500s into july and august so we'll see what, if that that's the case or not um i you know i was looking at china and i they had a, a good rebound here and it looks important um it, you know, I mean, if if you're, if you're rolling the dice a little bit, I think their technology, you know, China technology looks a little appealing on a risk-reward basis, okay? So, uh, you know, keep that in the back of your head. And uh, so, look, I think there's some stuff that I would be looking at. The dividend growth portfolio, the prime income list. I'm not sending out the data c- center information unless you're a client for a couple weeks here. Uh, small caps, I think our small cap list, you know, has been underperforming, and these are all the groups that are underperforming Okay, that I'm talking about right now. That's when you buy these things. Okay, And don't forget the family inventory workbook and the wealth plan. You don't have to be a client to do a wealth plan. It makes a whole lot of sense uh, to see, are you going to make it on retirement or not? And look, the reason I'm talking about dividend stocks here is we've got a silver tsunami going forward. We're in a situation where a lot of people are retiring. They want dividends. Dividends right now are a great plot spot. You know, you don't want to be continuing to be rolling over two-year treasuries <laughs> for the rest of your life. Dividend growth is important. Uh, the prime income list gives you the current income. The dividend growth gives you growth in the future. Inflation is your biggest enemy as a retiree, okay? So just remember that. But I think the dividend growth list, the prime income list, even the all-cap growth and the small-cap growth, those are good, that's good information to have, all right? That's stuff you want to put away and make sure that you're uh, you're going forward. Anyway, uh, the 4th of July is Tuesday. Remember, is life so great or peace so sweet that it should be purchased by the chains of slavery? Almighty God forbid it, for I know not, of course, what others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Smart Investor Show. Remember to buy low, sell high. Have a great fourth.
2: Please join us again next Saturday for the Smart Investor Hour to hear more smart investing from Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its
0: funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.